Now, I do love talking about science stories here on this show, and I'm not even sure how to begin describing this next one, except to say it is not every day that we talk about the Earth's core and ancient oceans, right? What does that even mean? We're going to find out. Uh, Dr. Samantha Hansen is with us now, the George Lindell III Endowed Professor of Geological Sciences at the University of Alabama and lead researcher on this. Dr. Hansen, thanks for being with us. No, thanks for having me. So your days are kind of filled with talking about ancient oceans, isn't that right? <laughs> uh, recently, yes. <laughs> um, the, the reaction to the paper has been kind of amazing. So Okay, well tell us about the paper. So what did you find? So uh, I've been working with colleagues at Arizona State University and at the University of Leeds on uh, the UK. And we did a sort of multi-part study where um, my part of it was kind of a seismic investigation and we brought some modelers on board too. Um, but in short, what we found is by looking at uh, signals from earthquakes that were recorded in Antarctica, uh, we found some interesting evidence for what are called ultra-low velocity zones or ULVZs um, very deep in the Earth along the Earth's core mantle boundary. And the more we looked into this, we found evidence for these anomalous structures all over the place. Uh, so they're very widespread, but they do have variable structures. So some are thicker, some are thinner. And when we saw this pattern of this, again, very widespread but variable structure, uh, we started thinking about what could be causing this. And so that's sort of where the modeling came in, in that we started investigating if you had material um, subducting or sort of recycling back into the earth, it over time will descend uh, into the lowermost mantle and will accumulate and be moved around by uh, mantle flow. And it actually matches our observations of these ULVZs very well. And so it provides a really nice explanation for these, these structures that we're seeing. Okay, so now in layman's terms, Maybe you can explain. <laughs> uh, so are you are you talking about like a like like a liquid layer around the core? Like what is this? So yeah, so I guess to set this up a little bit. Um, so the core mantle boundary is about two thousand miles or twenty nine hundred kilometers below the surface. Um, it's a probably the biggest, uh, most anomalous boundary uh, in our planet. So it's where the solid mantle, which is mostly made out of um, what they call silicate rocks, meets the liquid metal outer core, so predominantly made of iron and nickel. So the jump in the physical properties across that boundary is greater than that between solid rock and air. So it's a, a huge change in, in the structure and in the properties. Um, and so because of that, we've known for some time that there are unusual things happening in this part of the planet. Um, and so we've known for quite some time that we have these ULVZ structures along this boundary, but we don't know what they are. And up until uh, fairly recently, only about 20% of the um, core mantle boundary has even been investigated for these types of features. Um, our work's starting to help fill in that gap, so we do have a long way to go. Um, and so it's allowing us to not only expand the coverage and get a better understanding of what's happening down there, but again, it's it's helping us to kind of tease apart where these things may have come from mm -hmm. and kind of how the planet works 
on on a big scale cycle, like how all these different pieces work right. together. So it's like we're getting deep into the mechanics of of how the Earth works. So if we're learning more about this particular layer, does that help us explain other things? For instance, how plate tectonics work. It can, yeah. So um, there's a couple of different kind of bigger scale contributions I think this work can provide. Um, most of this material, as you've already said, was once uh, oceanic uh, material at the surface. And so that material has been pushed or recycled back into the earth at what are called subduction zones where one plate, one tectonic plate dives beneath the other. Um, and so it's it's getting an understanding of how that process works. How do we move that material into the planet? Where does it go? And then ultimately, you know, can it come back up to the surface again? And sort of related to that point, uh, one place where material may come back to the surface are what are called mantle plumes or hot spots like that beneath Hawaii, for example. So uh, the presence of these ULVZs that we've imaged might have a big impact on the temperature conditions in the deep earth, which ultimately might dictate where you actually get those those mantle plumes or those upwellings and how that stuff gets brought back to the surface. Um, another thing that's been really interesting with this is if you do have this kind of blanket of uh, the ULVZ material sort of coating the outer core, it's gonna help buffer or control the heat that's escaping the core. And other people have shown that um, the temperature conditions of the deep earth are also really important to how the outer core heat system works, which ultimately influences how our magnetic field is generated. So the reason we have a magnetic field is because we do have this temperature change that is um, basically associated with the flowing liquid metal in the outer core. And so the temperature conditions there really impact that flow or that behavior, which ultimately then relates to our magnetic field and how, how that's constructed and provided. Right. So. Dr. Hassett, how has this been so challenging? Like, why has it taken us so long to learn more about these parts of the crust? Um, so I think a lot of this comes from uh, sampling, right? In order to investigate structures this far under our planet, you know, that's a that's a challenging thing, right, to have to image things that are several kilometers thick under 2,900 kilometers of, yeah. of other material is, is a challenging thing to do. Um, and part of it, too, is just, like I said, sampling, because we have to rely on where we have earthquakes to give us data or signals and where you have stations to record them. And, of course, those don't happen everywhere. So um, I think with the Antarctic data set, it's really helping us to broaden these studies. Um, and we are currently working to take the study that was just published and take it even further, um, bringing in more stations across Antarctica so we can get an even bigger footprint and, and keep going with this. It is so interesting. Well, thank you for taking the time to explain it thank to us you. today. No, oh, you're very welcome. That's Dr. Samantha Hansen, the George Lindahl III Endowed Professor of Geological Sciences at the University of Alabama and a lead researcher on that project, and also excellent example of why I love doing this job. Where else would I be able to talk about and learn about an ancient kind of ocean in the Earth's core? Nowhere, nowhere. That's what makes it so fascinating.